I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Divine. Hi, Hi Petty Bitches. Welcome back. Uh, last week, we just realized last week, I know things sounded a little bit funny. <laughs> I just realized that I had my uh, mic set to my USB webcam. <laughs> so yeah. that's why last week sounded a little bit like underwater. Do you know what? I'm not like... I really tried to manipulate your audio as well to fix it. Sound so like share. It was way worse, but actually, yeah. that was the best we could get it. So sorry about that. Yeah, and I know we rambled on a bit. So, and also, I'd like to say, like last when we were recording the podcast last time, I was in such bad form. Like I was actually yeah. because lockdown had just been announced. I was raging. I was just like the rage was so real. And some people had tweeted me and said, "Oh my god, I'm only like two, three minutes in, and Davina Divine is giving me life with this like aggression." So I just like to say that I'm in much better form this week. Yeah. I feel much perkier. <laughs> Even when we said hi, Petty Witches last week, you could hear um, <sighs> death voice in your in your voice. Yeah, I had like the death rattle. Uh, yeah. Also, but do you know what I have to say? Um, and you're a witness to this. I did have the rage running through me. Like the red mm. mist had just like taken over. The steam coming out my ears and I was fuming. And I have had three public arguments in like in public with random people in actual real life in real life and you were witness to one of them do you remember oh like was okay okay so i had three moments can um, i set that one up can i like yeah you can yeah say how you unleashed yourself so um before i went away and we'll talk about that in a minute i wanted to drop some um stage setup bits i'm gonna say stage even though it's definitely not a stage such (laughs) as a backdrop a wind machine a smoke machine i wanted to drop them to davina because davina was going to set us all up for halloween queen of captivity parked outside her house now she lives in a very busy area that there's like a lot going on in terms of building work at the moment construction it's been going on for years at this point so i'm sure your nerves are already gone with dealing with all that noise all the time oh they're dickheads there was nowhere for me to pull in beside where she lives and i just pulled in in this little corner and this man straight away said you'll have to move there's a van coming and i just went yeah nodded got out of my car ignored him went around to my boot davina came out to go grab the bits from him and another man came up and said no it was the same man same man man? okay yes you take over from there 
same fucker and he just went and he goes can't park there you go, he's english he's like you can't park there you're gonna have to move on and i literally like my neck it was like exorcist just like turned on its head and i was like well then they can fucking wait can't they <laughs> i literally like barked at him and your face victoria was like yeah. i didn't <laughs> like, really know how to react to be honest because i also have a little bit of a fiery temper but it, sometimes oh. I have to be in that mood and Davina has to be in that mood but she was there already she went from I zero to 200 not just one. I kept eyeballing him I was like <laughs> eyeballing him because the rage was just so like pumping through my veins I was like, I, like I'm going to have a row with him today it's, it's happening but and that's the way it is he didn't react like he actually no. he knew not to answer you back like you know I had had it because I'd given him evils like all like over the last couple of years like literally like if I'm in a bad mood I like go to the front door and I like look at him yeah <laughs> very it's like because he knows he's gonna like some do some buildery thing to piss me off but I did have a worse one and we uh, when I was telling you you were like oh my god that is like one of the pettiest things ever yes and it is uh, I went to buy there's this really uh, nice restaurant that I live nearby and they do kind of like uh, pastas and kind of takeaway things that you can just kind of stick in the fridge and you can heat up whenever and I like a little midnight snack so I went to have a little look at a this, little midnight a little snack, midnight snack. Yeah, we're not talking a little starter size what did you actually buy come on oh no they were they were li- they're little like kind of like little side salads little lunches little things like that but I always like I don't want to be prepping shit like that like you know in the evening time so I was just trophy in my fridge and there was a big queue I'd say maybe about 20 people in the queue so I'd like I just they were all kind of getting coffees and stuff so mm. I kind of shimmied up the sides to the fridge where all this food was and I just started having a look mm-hmm. and I was like mm, look at this mm. <laughs> and then I said oh I think I'll take this I was like yeah and I'll take one of them as well and I just took them and I stood there and next thing this fucking weapon literally mm. like from I'd say she was about like Five people back in the queue. Now, the queue was very long, I will say that. Okay. And it was, like, right the way around the restaurant. She says, uh, excuse me, there's a queue. Right? Okay. Literally, top right. So, I just, like, head turned really still. And I said, oh, is there? <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly, I had, like, like, and all these people were queuing for coffees. So, she said, yeah, and it's right back to the door. And I said, oh, well, I'm so glad you're here being the traffic marshal of the queue. Where would we be without you? And her face <laughs> literally dropped. And you know what rotted me most? She looked like Jess Glynn. This oh. is what got. This is what triggered me. Okay. So I just. So I. She goes. Uh, yeah. So she, I could hear her mumbling to her husband, and her husband was like obviously raging because she looks like. Jess Glynn. And he's like, "How am I stuck with this?" Bitch? <laughs> so I shimmy down past the queue, and then I was so annoyed because I was just like, she was calling me out. So I thought, "Fuck this!" So mm. I I saw the manager that I kind of recognised. I said, "Sorry." Can I pay for these at this till? They're all getting coffees. Mm-hmm. No, I just took it upon myself to say that they were all ordering coffees. Yeah. So she's like this hawking me from across <laughs> the restaurant, fuming <laughs> that I'm like getting served. So I'm like this, putting them through, eyeballing her all the time. And then I could hear her complaining. She was complaining about something else. And as I got served, I walked right behind her and I just said, Thanks so much, guys. I held my bag up really high over her head. Thanks so much, guys. And she looked around and I just said to her, and you have a nice day now. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But I, when I tell you, I was raging. And yeah. it was like all the rage of the lockdown, all the rage of the like restrictions, all that came yeah. out in that bitch. She got it. And it was petty as hell, but I felt fucking great after it. But also the I pettiest part you. of it is anyone that says, have a nice day, as you stormed it's off and showed them what's what. Means what's what. You, <laughs> well, yeah, it means fuck you. So I absolutely love oh, that. But you know, as soon as I did it, I literally felt like a weight had been lifted off me. I can still see her now. I'll never forget her face. She had like 
just a real haunting kind of like you know happy halloween bitch mm. she literally looked like a ghost mm-hmm. she had frizzy hair sticking out under her woolly hat and out for her sunday walk she was probably raging as well but i got yeah. the last word so. yeah you definitely did <laughs> come here we raced into it there Th- that was to me divine telling you exactly how raging she is in case you're just yes. joining us for the fa- first time my name is victoria's secret and we are two petty bitches and yes. um, we want to say we got a lot of reviews on our Apple podcast thing. I know we're always asking for them and I'm going to continue to ask for them. I don't think you've seen them yet, Tavina, because they got sent to me this morning, but they're kind of gorgeous oh. from our last episode. Oh, lovely. Do you yeah, want me to read one? Had, yeah, read one out. Yeah. So okay. we did, uh, we did an episode with Irish trans pioneer uh, Rebecca de Havilland last episode and it was actually, we've got such a great response yeah. and her story's incredible. So if you haven't checked out the interview, do check it out. Yeah. Well, this review is, uh, from BruceWH.ie and it was okay. left on the 25th of October and the title of it is Five Stars of course because we are five star divas yeah. uh, it is the title is The Storytellers of Our Time oh, <laughs> how do you feel oh. about that? <laughs> yeah that's very uh, Mills and Boone <laughs> yeah okay ready so thank you Bruce by the way we'll start off with that wow talk about a super soul Sunday I just finished listening to the episode which featured Rebecca Tallon de Havilland where she so bravely shared her story to the world it's a story that beautifully captures how we as human beings rise, fall, suffer, grieve but more importantly how we overcome our struggles the name Rebecca Tallon de Havilland and her story will forever be part of queer Irish history and I thank Davina and Victoria for giving her the time and platform so she could say share her story on her terms wow, wow that's gorgeous well, th- thank you bruce gorgeous right there's thank loads so others much. we uh, it really does help us get discovered and we want to be discovered so uh, if you can go leave us a, a, a review on apple Podcasts. that was very deep thank you bruce it was, it was really really nice very generous what have you been up to this week my love What's well going i on? got back from the uk um you like oh my god you are the most tested queen <laughs> in the history of Ireland. Three corona tests in the space of a week. I know. I did more tests than any other Leaving Cert year this year. Oh, my God. Um, it was Can a I wild you, experience. What, yeah. was the, what is the test actually like? Okay. So, they need to take a nasal swab. So, the, that really doesn't just go inside your nose. It goes inside your nose and tries to reach for your brain. It's very uncomfortable. But At least you know it's there. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty quick as well. So, it's not too bad. But then... Um, and every time I got done, the nurses said the same thing. You might gag at this bit. Uh, they say to you as they story s- of my life, <laughs> as they shove the uh, swab down your throat as well. And I can happily report, um, there was no gagging. Uh, no totally gag fine. reflex. None whatsoever. <laughs> <She's fine. laughs> I sold that uh, to pay a bill in lockdown. But um, yeah, it was really and weird. How, how was the United Kingdom? Um, I mean, because th- I just saw. Just I know we're not like we're not going to talk COVID because it's so yeah. depressing. But the, the UK seemed to be in a really bad place with COVID. Like I think yeah. I saw yesterday they had eighteen thousand in one day cases. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. know our cases are kind of bad, but I'm like, woo. I know. I know. Child. Well, there was certain cities that we couldn't go to. Like I think we were supposed to go to eleven cities. In we ended up going to four, um, which is uh, a shame because Adore did spend two weeks in a hotel locked up so that she could do it. But honestly, she texted me yesterday because she just went home and she was like, girl, um, thank you so much. Uh, it was so great to see you. It was so great to feel like a human again. And you know that feeling from like yeah, yeah, when you got back to work for a little while. Mm-hmm. That's more what I was more excited about. I didn't care. Like I really didn't see people because we decided before that we'd all stay in the tour bubble. So anyone that was working wouldn't mix with people outside that bubble to keep everyone extra safe. So, but just to get back on stage, but being on stage is weird. Like there's some cities you're not allowed to cheer or scream. Yeah. I you, saw like no clapping. Yeah. You can clap 
That's it. Actually, didn't they have that like in GAY in London? They had like, yeah. You had to stay at your, uh, stay at your table and then it was like no cheer and no clapping, yeah. no dancing. Yeah. But they literally yeah. had it like on a big screen. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No, it wasn't. We did GAY uh, in London, but it wasn't. Uh, I think it, it had kind of changed since then. You could clap at that point. Mm-hmm. But like the first night when I was in Can- no, uh, High Wycombe, I, you know, drag queens go, make some noise for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Who's coming on next? <laughs> Give it up for. Yeah. And <laughs> like. round a- of applause for. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so I came off stage and like straight away, like. Like they were over to me going, you cannot say that. This is really important. You cannot, you know, because obviously they want to keep events happening. Mm. Um, and me saying, give it up for is not going to help <laughs> Next that. to the stage is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have kept saying it in fairness. So speaking, Davina, of like little rants and going crazy. Mm-hmm. One night did get the better of me when we were in the UK. We checked into Manchester and it was after 10 p.m. by the time we got into the hotel. So I, you know, I love a little Diet Coke. Like, absolutely mm-hmm. love a Diet Just Coke. Just a little, a mini diet. Yeah. So there was a fridge behind the hotel reception. I said, can I um, buy a Diet Coke off you? And he goes, it's after 10 p.m. We're not allowed to sell them. And I said, what? I said, it's not alcohol. Are you for real? Now, bear in mind, the man was obviously trying to protect himself. He was wearing the blue gloves to use the key- oh, to keyboard. He had the screen in front of him, plus a mask, <laughs> plus the screen over the face as well. So he was doing his best. Um, no DNA. <laughs> but I was quite tired and really wanted a Diet Coke. And he was like, yeah, we're not allowed to sell them. I was like, ah, here. I was like, who is even going to know? And then I realized you're being ridiculous. If he's not allowed to sell a Diet Coke, he's not allowed to sell a Diet Coke. But there was a spa open 24 hours around the corner and I could go buy a Diet Coke there. That's just nuts. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. any sense. I None know. It's whatsoever. Mad. Which it's I think mad. is like goes to the core of a lot of the the you know the things that are in place. Some of them just don't make sense. And come here. We haven't diet coke and pizza, please. Oh, what was <laughs> that? Amika song. I'm on my knees. <laughs> was that big girl? Big girl you, you are, are beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. No, I was having nothing because I decided I was going to bed with water instead. So. Well, it probably did you good. Wait, I had a few drinks by that stage. I'd had a few drinks uh, at that yeah. stage, yes. I, we'd been on the bus. I don't know where we were the night before, but um, there was, uh, you know, beverages being poured and I was partaking. But anyway, so there were certain cities that we went to, such as, like, we did Nottingham. And then the next day after that, they shut the city down. So we literally just got got in there before they shut the city down. Birmingham, I think, was in the same uh, position. So, like, cities were dropping like flies, basically. So um, Heidi, I, I think I told you that she had come to Dublin to isolate yeah. for two weeks. Heidi and Closet. Yeah. So we ended up sending her back to, the, back to L.A. Because it was like, none of these cities are going to be open by the time her two weeks mm. isolation's up. Lemon from Canada was coming. We've had to reschedule her to next week and I have to say people have been really sound in Dublin about you know reschedules like really sound so that's all rescheduled and here's hoping that we're all back for maybe December after a strict lockdown that we can do some work absolutely fingers crossed things we can figure it out shall we share a little tidbit though because we haven't really announced what we're doing yet we've obviously been doing our digital shows again Mm -hmm. Uh, what's up next Davina well, we're going to be doing our quiz of captivity. A big, massive quiz of captivity. It's not a Zoom quiz. It's a quiz of captivity. <laughs> oh my God, what a genius title. What a lovely title of an event. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really gay, basically. It's going to be all the, like, pop information. How would you describe it? Just just a camp, big old queer quiz. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, basically interactive, funny, and... You know, yeah, and we're giving away cash quiz. to the winners yeah, as well, which is even better. 
So I think by the time yeah. this uh, podcast goes out, it will be available to book on www.pettylittlethings.net. Uh, just go to our event section and you can book a ticket for that there. And also we have to say that we did the Halloween of Captivity, which was really fun oh and God, so much very fun. gas. It was nice to kind of just, like, I know last week was a bit nuts for you, kind of like running around, but it was nice to kind of have a bit of a festive moment, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Mm, I mean, yeah, I really obviously we were hoping that we're going to have a Christmas moment in real life. But yeah. I mean, I it's nice to know that we can still market and kind of celebrate it. Like people got dressed up at home. Yeah. Um, oh, there was like, some great costumes. Really great. And um, there was some great costumes. I have to give an honour to like Luke was going to our Twitter and he was picking out the contestants for our final yeah and Harry Matthews won as a hot dog I just have to say yeah uh, but there was some costumes that we didn't get to see that were yeah. actually amazing like amazing. that lady from Shit's Creek dresses a bird oh and God, so like good. people the ba- the Baywatch babes are really yeah. fun can I, I be honest though about um Harry Harry winning I was running on empty and when we'd gone through all those costumes for some reason I couldn't remember anyone anymore <laughs> so <laughs> I said, well, "Well, my favorite is probably the hot dog, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a guess." That's just probably because you wanted to eat a fucking hot dog. Well, I mean that too. And then you went, "Yeah, the hot dog," and I was like, "She doesn't remember either." Well, you know, I have to say, I'm not a fan of like packet costumes just in general. I'm not a fan of that because I just think it's lazy. Uh But uh, that's why I'm kind of I was disappointed because we couldn't be kind of manning the Twitter and kind of doing the thing. So I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see your costume, but. I did see the costumes and they were fabulous, just to say. So that's an yes, honourable mention here exactly. today. Well, our quiz will be totally different because we have a whole person behind the scenes who will be marking. Actually, it's an app. An app is going to sort everything. And uh, I'm excited to see who's the brainiest bitch of them all. Yeah, th- and it's going to be really fun. Cutthroat queerness. That's what I like to hear. Yes. Uh, t- come here. Wait till I tell you. So today, of course, we're recording this on... What day is today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So we're recording this on the 3rd, which is the election night, yes. which is going to be kicking off. What are you going to be watching? I, like, I was trying to have a look there before we were talking to see what time do I need to be awake to start seeing, like, solid information? Like, so I'd say maybe about midnight. Like, it'll all start from about midnight hours oh. to midnight. Like, it's... Because it's kind of, like, usually about five hours behind. Like, yeah. Because I think yeah. it usually go to York. Yeah. So... I'd be looking about maybe uh, 12-1, it'll be kind of starting to get going. And there's always commentary and stuff, so there's a lot of fluff. But I remember last year I fell asleep, I was watching it, and I was so into it last year. Oh, yeah. not last year, last year. Four election. years ago. Yeah, four yeah. years ago. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was convinced that Hillary was going to win, because she was like, I love it's like red and blue, it's just like, you know... It's like you can see the map lighting up, yeah. and she was totally nailing it. And I just kind of like nodded off, oh and I God. woke up at about like six a.m. And I honestly, I just could not believe. believe it. I, know, I, I couldn't, couldn't believe, believe it. it. I, I was actually, I kept thinking this has to be wrong. This has to be wrong. So I started googling around, and it was like Trump lands and Trumps this. I was like, oh my God, he's actually fucking won. I know he is. It was mental. I know, absolutely I know. mad. I like. So, I'm not gonna lie. I don't fully guess. I don't understand the political system in the US, but I feel like I'm not my own there a lot of people don't no it's very confusing and it's all like the electoral roles and the colleges Mm. and all this like there's a lot in it so i just look at the colors (laughs) yeah i'm like red and blues and you can see what's but i just don't know what way this is gonna go me neither i mean from what i can check on the polls biden's gonna um hopefully win but like my friends in the u.s are shitting it they just they're like really nervous that he's gonna end up getting another four years yeah, I was just listening to some guy on RT and he was t- like some, you know, p- 
pundit or whatever. Mm. They, someone always has an opinion, so I don't really pay attention to them. But they're basically saying that, like, it literally could swing anyway now. Yeah. So God knows what is going to happen. So God bless America, literally. Yeah. To all our friends out there. Totally. And uh, I mean, in other big political news this week, Kylie's got her new album out. And that's yes. very exciting. Very exciting. We were just talking about this just before we started recording. And it's like probably the most exciting thing musically that I'm interested in this year so far. Well, this year's been particularly good to us all. Like, pop music is back for sure. It it just so happens that pop music is back in the year that drag queens are performing in their sitting rooms, which has to be the most frustrating thing. There's so many good songs that we could all be performing, like... Do you not think as well, it's like there's a big bang of 80s off the music at the moment. Yeah. It's a big 80s tone, which I'm uh-huh. kind of loving. See, I wasn't born in the 80s, but you probably remember better than You were born in the 1880s, bitch. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s, would you go away? Would you 1880s. go away? What year, go uh, away. What, what year would we have been born in if we truly are the 29-year-olds that we keep talking about? Um, Probably like... Is what, it 91? T- yeah, 91. I can't believe so. We're girls. 1991 babies. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, you know, to be honest, I'd much rather be an 80s baby than a 90s baby. 90s were shit. Like, well, the 90s were great, kind of the la- latter 90s. Uh-huh. But the first start half of the 90s, no. I it was all about boy bands at the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, nah. it w- and it was very, uh, like, da- like kind of, like, rave dance music. You know, that, like, new rave kind of vibe? Yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah, 80s was much more glamorous, much more camp, much more fabulous. Speaking of camp and glamorous, I just caught up with Potomac this week. I have oh, me too. I think I've given up on Orange County. I watched the first two episodes and I haven't gone back for the third. Or Can I just say that new housewife in Orange County, she is something else, isn't she? Elizabeth. She's very strange. No, I feel she's, like she's really working as well. It's like she knows yeah. the camera's rolling and she's like she's just a bit random not not she's, feeling her. Her voice is so deep and she's Isn't like, it? wow, she's like, what's going on over there? Yeah. Like, I kind of love it. It's just real, like, she's kind of like the big tall girl in school. You know, she'd be like, you'd, like, she would be in your gang if you yeah. needed someone bashed. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like. So you're still there. You're still watching it. You haven't given up on it. I am, but I'm kind of grazing over it. Like, it's it just feels a little bit forced because I don't oh, think any yeah. of them actually like each other. Me so neither. I'm not fully committed. No, I think I'm but done. But Potomac, I am obsessed with. Well, did you see this week's episode? I did, of course. I did, of course. I did. Right, give me that trip to Portugal. For anyone that doesn't know, the ladies are about to head off on a trip to Portugal. It looks like Ashley uh, Darby's partner cheats again while she's away, or at least they're leading us to believe that. Uh, Shit looks like it's about to go down because it looks like Ashley has made a statement against Candice. Also... I am not here for Candace being a music pop star person. Couldn't give a fuck. Stop like, playing the music. Not for me. We've seen this before. Don't want to see more pop star no. stories. And I have to say, she's like, like, do you want to get signed to my label? You're like, you're in this grotty, like, two up, two down in downtown <laughs> grotty Potomac. grotty, two up, two down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're hardly, like, uh, you know, yeah. the desks of, like, Sony Music in I Tokyo. Know, do you know what I mean? Know, Signing I on a Mariah deal. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, and then he's taking out this like bottle of champagne and they're drinking out plastic cups like no Candace I no, didn't I'm clock sorry. was it was it plastic cups yeah he said he said we're gonna keep a hood and they're like back on the plastic that's what he said to her oh and my god I, I know they were trying to be kind of ironic or whatever but I... Dorit is somewhere shaking right now that she's yeah. drinking bubbles out of a plastic glass <laughs> Dorit yeah so I'm not a fan of Candace like I really want to like her but she's very unlikable yeah, no, Fair I would enough, I would be okay with her going but at this point. I have to say, for those of you that are watching Potomac, like Karen is just the queen, like the granddaughter. <laughs> she's just 
Like, I just love when she's like, when she's just like common sense, you know, it can't be learned. And like, she's definitely from the school of hard knocks. She'd have that full time mad bastard on her Facebook profile, wouldn't she? (laughs) Occupation. (laughs) Full time -time mad bastard. bastard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm really loving her this season. She's absolutely killing it. And I need more Monique. I hate Wendy. I hate Wendy. I don't mind Wendy, but I need more Monique where like she needs to be filming more. And I feel like we're not going to get it this season. And one big thing while we're talking about Wendy's, have you seen Wendy on The Masked Singer? Oh, Wendy Williams? I yes! Like, another what did you make of it? moment. It was absolutely perfection in every form. There was nothing fault I could fault about it whatsoever. The singing was awful. The way she didn't even walk, she just sat there. She was wheeled out. It was perfection. And when she's like, here I go, and she's doing her big high, you know, at the yeah. end. like, And the song was perfect. And it was so bad, it was actually brilliant. I loved it. So was she it. trying to give the game away? No, I just don't think she gave a shit. And I think they have some really good stars on that show. Okay, like, yeah. yeah. I've, I've never seen, watched like, it in my life. I don't really I'm, care. No. But I have to say that lips costume was banging. I'd wear it the was. hell out of it. Loved Imagine, it. Imagine, you'd never have to do your makeup. Oh, heaven. I, I did a show with a queen years ago in uh, in London. And her name was Booby Tuesday. Ooh, love it. Booby Juicy. And she was hilarious. She had a full, like, Lee Bowery-inspired suit. So mm-hmm. it was basically made of, like, you know, really thick white tights. And it went right over her head. And she had, like, her eyeshadow was just bejeweled on her face. Oh, my God. And all you could see was her lips. So she just wore lipstick. So That's everything else was covered. Iconic. Imagine how much time you'd save. Oh, my God. Well, as she, we did a Christmas show together. And she performed. It was like, I remember, I'll never forget it. It was so eerie. It was like the curtains opened and she was sitting. She looked like kind of like a stuffed rag doll, you know, like that's what it looked like. Yeah. So she's sitting on it, sitting at a table with this other booby Tuesday. So there's two booby Tuesdays just sitting at the table, and it was Cliff Richards. Were they called a pair of tits together? Yeah, they were called boobs Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just sitting there to get like, and the music was, you know. um Come rest you merry gentlemen, you know that song? Yeah. With Cliff Richard, right? It's like such a creepy tune. And you didn't know which one was real and which wasn't. It was so <laughs> bizarre. And basically she comes to life throughout the song and it's so creepy. And she basically murdered the other booby. <laughs> that is so clever. It was so eerie, like, but it was brilliant. So I, I think she's quit drag since, but... Probably because she only had one costume and it sank. She wore oh, yeah, no, so. she, she did tell me that she used to sing. We used to go around like the clubs and we'd be like in the mix of people. Like it'd be literally dripping sweat. So Class. I'd say that thing. She said she had three of them, but I doubt they were. Uh, she was lying. She had one costume and it stank. We all know it. I No, I did see her in another one. So I'd say she was never down the laundrette though. Let's just put it that way. Uh, all the girls <laughs> called her stinky booby. <laughs> Uni booby. <laughs> or no, look at the boob sweat on booby over there. Oh my uh, God. Here, before you move on from uh, Wendy, because while we're on tour, I don't really watch a lot of Wendy, but adores obsessed with her as well like you are and she made me watch the episode where wendy yes looked like a mad bastard i don't know what was going on was she out of it was she drinking what's going on with her i feel like you might know well wendy's had her demons as we all know and uh from what like last season she was in a What's it called? Like a, a clean house or a safe, a sober house? Yes. Sober I house. thought she that was, was bullshit because of what was going on with her relationship. They were trying to distract well, that's, it. No, that's why she was, that's why she was there. So she was there basically because all that was going on and she had turned to the bottle. 
So basically, like, because everyone mm. was saying, oh, she's back, like, she's back on the drugs and she's doing yeah. all that, but it wasn't, it was like drink related, I think. So she was back allegedly now. This is all alleged. Yeah. So she said that she was struggling and she didn't say why she was in the sober house, but I'm guessing it was booze related. Yeah. Because I'd say she just needed to kind of drink her way through that trauma. Of course. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Hit the bottle but, after a breakup. Yeah. I always hit the bottle when my husband is having a baby with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always on the gin. Uh, Oh, the only pain we can have is champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so what so, is it? Is she is she taking tablets? Do you think? Is no, she drinking? I, she she looked drunk to me. She, she looked like, drunk to me, and I can I walk. can say that. Yeah, I can say that because I've been there. And you, like, but you know the walk <laughs> you do when you're trying to look like you're walking sober. She was like floating to her chair. But it was it was the little kind of like giggles and kind of like everything was moving slower. So I'd yeah. say she's on some kind of medication and yeah. uh, maybe having a little drink in the morning which mm. is not a good sign poor not Wendy a good sign. and I do you know I, I feel like a lot of these celebs like I know she does say horrible things and she's a little bit mouthy or whatever but she's still a person and I always kind of feel a bit bad for like um, I don't know I just people are like oh karma Wendy karma and you're just Ooh, like, I don't know oh. I think I, yeah. I think she's a bit of a nasty person so I'm okay with her uh, a bit of spotlight being on her however I'm into that native New Yorker song and I've never heard it oh, before like, have you never heard that song I've never heard of it and now oh, I just keep gosh. like humming it around my apartment yeah. being like native New Yorker it's a great song yeah. it's a great song and it was perfect really really clever yes. whoever thought of that song for her deserves a pay rise Absolutely. Right, well, come here, Divina, we have lots still to come. We also have a very special guest from Dan and via uh, London, I presume she was in that city at the time. It is Miss Courtney Act. We're very excited to talk to Courtney. We recorded that um, a couple of months ago, yeah. but we've been dying to get it out, and she's she was really fun and had a lot to say. Oh, so we'll be back after this jingle. It is that time, that special time of the week, where we share our... Rotter of the week On little things So, Rotter of the week time, Davina. I have one that I've been kind of holding on to for a while. Oh. I'm ready to <laughs> release it off Please. my chest. And Bend it is about, it's about chests. So, Go for you it. know, I am currently rotted by titty bibs. Like, I'm rotted by them. Oh. And they're quite topical at the moment in general. So, I'll start... On what is a titty bib? But basically, it's a breastplate. So you wear it like almost like you'd wear a piece of jewelry. Like, so it's two beautiful big boobs. Love a boob, to be honest. But um, they look sweaty. They're not matching anyone's skin tone who's wearing them. Uh, some of them are like practically up on people's throats, not on their chests. Uh, and some of them are further apart than, you know, social distancing. The tits are social distancing. I just don't think I like them. I don't think they match people very well. And um, and then lots of people who are wearing them aren't really making the effort to cover them properly so that they look part of the outfit. They are a tricky item to wear, I have to say. And I've worn them before as well. They're so sweaty as well. They're gross. Mm. Like actually wearing it, the feeling of it. And they do kind of tend to move because you do. It is essentially like a rubber vest. So like your skin is going to sweat and things are going to move around a little bit. So they do tend to get quite high. And nobody's tits are under their neck like that. Right. But it's kind of topical as well because um, a queen from Drag Race called Plastique Tiara has an OnlyFans. And she has been wearing her breastplate but airbrushing out 
the oh, lines on them and that's doing mad. yeah and doing kind of like nude portraits with them on and people are coming for her about you know trans fishing saying oh. that you know she's kind of taking away work from the trans girls who would use only fans uh, when it's not the reality of what her only fans pictures would be if that makes but sense but my attitude there is is like if people are going to pay for that like that's obviously people from her fan base mm-hmm. so if people are going to pay into her only fans that's her business what she puts up on that mm-hmm. so i don't think that's really fair well i, I just don't like them re- i don't yeah. like them well, regardless allowed. so i think titty bibs need to go in the bin in 2020 Okay. <laughs> Downside. I'm sure I've annoyed loads of people because I think, like, honestly, like half of the, of the drag scene in Dublin has bought them this year. I mean, some of them look decent, some of them look really rotten. And I mean, if you like them, good for you because I wear lots of horrific stuff too. And I'm sure you all are like, look at the state of Victoria. But that's my opinion. <laughs> that's your and you're entitled to a girl. You're entitled to it. Thanks. What about you, well, girl? Where are we? Well. At? I think I'm going to join the masses when I can all say that you can probably join in with who my Rotter of the Week is going to be this week. And it is going to be Jess Glynn is my Rotter of the Week. Jessica. Now, Jessica, see you, Jessica Glynn, singing the John Lewis Christmas advert. <laughs> see you. So I got so many messages basically tagged and things when, when this was announced that she was going to be singing this. And people were like, what the hell went on between you and Jess Glynn? What's the story there? Why don't you just get on? Yada, yada. Uh, first off, we don't know. I don't know her too well enough to kind of get on with her. But I had run in with her before, which I'm going to tell you quickly about because that'll explain our uh, what would you say? Our just hatred for Jess yeah. because I don't actually really care. Pre this though, were you a Jess Glynn fan? Yeah, I liked the songs. I yeah. thought the songs were fun and they were like upbeat, poppy songs. And she has an amazing voice. I'll give her that. And mm. you, you know, wanted I, the I, best for her. You wanted her to hit the I, number one. Yeah, spot, I, yeah, women support women. You know, I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was there, like in the Jess Glynn Go Girl team. Yeah, and I was performing my show one night on Thursday uh, in the George. Yeah. And we had a special guest over from Toronto, my friend Heavenly Heights. Mm-hmm. And it was rammed, like, random Thursday. Yeah. And all because of Because sudden... of Jess? Or because no. it's rammed, it was rammed anyway? It was it was just rammed anyway. So okay. I didn't even know. She was doing a gig in the Olympia Theatre. Mm. And things were... We so you were weren't like... aware of her? No, I hadn't a clue. She was even in Dublin, like... Gotcha. So I'm on stage giving it loads and then next thing I just see out of the corner of my eye like one of the management kind of come along and say Jess Glynn is here Jess Glynn is here and mm. I was kind of going oh okay fab so then I could was see was this mid show mid show I was kind of basically like just literally have to come on stage so I could see then when I was on stage I could see people being ushered upstairs to our green room okay so now, that was to give people um, an idea the green room is where during the show we get changed into different costumes change hair change yeah. costumes change shoes so it's like a private backstage area so anyone it's that's at the top of the stairs yeah is is in our dressing room essentially so mm. go on yeah it's a little side dressing room kind of area so I could see the kind of people going up and out up and down and that was fine. And uh, next thing I heard, um, they want to they want to cut the, they want to cut the show short. Um, they want to cut the show short because Jessica's here and it's getting really busy. And I was kind of going, "What? What is this about? Why? What's this about?" Mm. So next thing, um, I said, "Jessica is here, everybody." And I made everyone kind of focus on the balcony. And I said, "Come on out, Jessica. Where's Jessica?" And she came out onto the balcony. So I kind of summoned her. She was hiding upstairs, in the yeah. and she she really begrudgingly. It took me a good few kind of like, "Come on, where is she?" So she came out on the balcony. And she goes, "All right," and she's real kind of just, you know, a bit. 
Go easy peeved. with how you're about to describe her. Go on. Okay, no, she was she, she was a bit peeved. She was just a bit okay, like peeved. pissed off, like when yeah. you happen to be there. Yeah. And I said, "Oh my god, th- uh, so nice to meet you. So lovely to have you here." And she was like, "All right." And I said, "Jess, sing a song with me while you're here. You're such an amazing <laughs> singer, right?" And, yeah. and I started to sing Whitney Houston. Uh, I have nothing with her. Yeah. So I started. I was like. Uh, you know that don't make so I just started going for it and then she got into it so she really started singing with me like yeah. she was giving it loads but yeah. then she started kind of trying to like out sing me and all this right how dare you she's barely yeah. got a note in her head to be any yeah. uh, classically trained I was artiste. like this I was like this looking at Karen yeah turn her mic down <laughs> and uh, so as she was doing this um, I could see her manager come out from literally like he was shouting at her from from behind mm. and then he came because she wasn't listening to him he was like stop singing stop singing because obviously she'd be paid for like a PA yeah. he's like stop singing and he came up and literally screamed in her ear stop singing and then mm. she stopped and she was shimmied off upstairs so that I was like oh she's kind of good sport bit of crack yeah yeah. So then I ran upstairs to change and then as I went up they were like can we cut the show? Yeah, Jess wants the show cut because she, you know she wants to have a dance and stuff. And I was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, we're going to have to kind of cut the show." So rude. So rude. And I was thinking, oh, "But we're we're only even halfway through. We haven't yeah. got halfway yeah. through." Do you know what we should so, do? We should go to her next show and say, "Yeah, can we cut the show? We want to dance." Do you know what I mean? No, just yeah. cut the show. Okay. So I said uh, okay, well, if let us just finish this section and then we'll wrap things up. My friend was over from Toronto and we were all delighted that there was a pop star in the house and mm. people were excited that she was there because all the fans had come after the gig. So uh, we wrapped the show up and we go upstairs and there's Jess Glynn in the room and I just said, oh my God, so nice to have you here. So um, is there any chance we can just get a quick picture? Because we were just finished show and she just says, uh, could we do it in a while? I'm not really, you know, I'm just kind of, she's settling down. So I was like, she's settling down. She's getting in the zone. Okay, that's fine. We'll give her a bit of space and we'll go off so we went upstairs we touched up our makeup we put our clothes away we were like chilling out so we went back downstairs maybe about 20 minutes later and there she is kind of like coiled over in the corner and she was just like not making eye contact didn't want to get involved none of this so i kind of just went over and i said um can we just get that photo now so she just was ignoring me she just would not turn she just wouldn't like acknowledge me and then all of a sudden she turns around and she's like yeah i'm not doing photos tonight just Ugh. like all of a sudden so rude so blunt and then just turned flicked her head back and i was just thinking to myself i'm after canceling my show and all the people that were here for my show yeah. you've ruined their night i was just so outraged that she was so rude yeah. and she was rude to all the queens everyone that was there and then so we went off we were like what a bitch we were like kind of going she's a terrible attitude then she wanted to dance so she wanted to go onto the dance floor and she wanted to dance so obviously everyone knows the George stage it's you like can't a, close it off it's like no, accessible you can't close every it off. area yeah so she wanted to go up onto the stage but she made her bouncers literally stand around her in a circle so she Jesus. was in this like yeah like a white salt circle like for Halloween so she was basically there being protected so even fans kept coming up asking her for photographs she was acting like they didn't exist she was so rude in her own little world yeah and getting progressively more shit-faced so this was also happening on the side so that was that that we everyone was a little bit put out but then we kind of got over and we're like whatever so she had been shimmying up to our dressing room to use the bathroom she was like going up and down because didn't get the privacy she desired yeah in the ladies toilet so she kept shimmying up and down the stairs so we went up to get changed and when i went up at the end of the night they said jess glenn is in there she's in the bathroom but there was only me I think it was my friend Stevie was there and I think there was maybe one other queen, maybe Heavenly was there. Yeah, and yeah. she was in the bathroom 
and I could hear her like she was like flushing the chain and all that and she said she's in like no photograph so as soon as she basically comes out of the toilet I said Jess let's do a quick photo and she was not impressed whatsoever <laughs> so I just grabbed her put her in a headlock literally like grabbed her and forced her into the photograph she was not impressed not happy not having a bar of it yeah so that was it so does this photo still exist it does exist yeah, it does exist. I'll post it up online. What is it like? Did she look happy? Did she look miserable in it? No, she's a big cranky head nurse. She was like literally grabbed when she was coming out of our toilet after cancelling our show. Yeah. After being rude to the whole venue. She was just really not nice, not pleasant at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, I mean, to add to that, uh, like anytime it's been mentioned, I always end up getting DMs about Jasqueline and how rude she's been in other scenarios. Uh, a friend of mine used to work for um, CityJet and she was an absolute prize pig to the staff on board. Um, like so, and, and I'm sure if I went back through my DMs, there's many other examples about Jasqueline and her bad behaviour. And the funky fish scenario, people called her out mm. then for being an absolute brat. So she's got to come in, to be fair, oh, except... Definitely. She's like, bloody, I'm over John Lewis now. Me and John Lewis are done. Yeah, so she's my Rotter of the Week, and I'm sure you can all relate. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, they are our Rotters of the Week. Um, I hope you enjoyed the Jessica story, because I know lots of you have been asking and waiting on this. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another brand new episode. Make sure that you tune in for our quiz of captivity, which is happening uh, next week on Thursday night. Tickets available from perrylittlethings.net. Uh, and it's time for our big interview. Yes, let's do it. So please welcome to the stage. Ooh, it is Miss Cornette. Okay, you guys. So next up, we have an Australian in the house. I'm so sorry for that accent, Davina. I know that's <laughs> offensive. Can't. <laughs> G'day, can't. We have yeah. the one and only Miss Cornette. Hi, Courtney. Hi, everyone. Uh, nice to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to do our show. Uh, we're so delighted to have you. Um, we this is your our first uh, kind of post lockdown guest, I suppose yeah. that we're kind of having. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've done a ton of episodes while not being in the same room, but now that I know Davina got the all clear from the yeah. clinic, I've welcomed <laughs> her not the back. Corona clinic. <laughs> I've welcomed her back into it, my home. It took four months. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't know what it was. <laughs> Come oh, on, sneeze. <laughs> oh. oh no! Into the elbow, into the elbow, Corey. Yes. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah. I think I keep sneezing into my hand, which <laughs> is fine when you're at home and you can wash your hands. But the other day. Oh God! You're on a bus at the moment, oh. aren't you? <laughs> I need a cigarette. Um, I don't smoke. That's disgusting. Um, I I can't remember. The sneeze made me forget what I was talking. Don't worry. About. I, I think that confirms you're currently in the UK because you seem to yeah. sneeze a lot more. That's what I was going to ask you. I, where in the world is Courtney Act? You need to do like a, I think a, like an illustration book about where the hell in the world Courtney Act is. Like Coven San Diego, the yeah. drag version. I'm currently in East London. I'm in my bed. I have a shirt on, but I'm not wearing any trousers. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think that is basically virtual drag now. Yeah. I, we did yeah. a ton of gigs last week, and mostly I was just dressed from the yeah. shoulders up. Sparkly upwards. tops, sparkly tops, and like very minimal <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> I wore heels the other day because I was shooting like a a, an, a a lyric video for one of my songs, and I put on my corset and my shoes, and I had like my big ponytail that requires a lot of pins. Yeah. I was so miserable. Oh. Like by the end of the day, like my everything hurt. I had like a 
a laceration around my midsection. From, oh my god! Is this the longest? Is this the longest kind of time that you haven't been kind of doing like full drag? Like I suppose kind of like a break. Is that the longest that you've had in a while? Yeah, I'd say. Like I've been doing it once every few weeks, but not consistently. And I've, I've. Have you been enjoying yeah, it? It's, like a little bit. Yeah, I've been enjoying the break. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed. I was getting into like the digital drag element in I was in Los Angeles for the first three months of lockdown and I was kind of like enjoying I was inspired by seeing how all of the girls were creating performances specifically for a digital space and so like one week I bought like a smoke machine and (laughs) some flashing lights and I had like a kaleidoscope that I had left with a friend in LA and I went and picked that up and um, made like full a production. little at-home music video. Yeah, like full. <laughs> but it was like 4 a.m. by the time I got it right. And um, I think we've all been and, there. I think it's been all a bit of a learning process. Yeah. I feel like we've done kind of like yeah. TV production courses over this oh, like lockdown. Oh, 100%. Like my smoke, uh, my smoke alarm in my apartment is actually still disconnected um, because I got a smoke machine as well. But I think my favourite yeah. thing is, because I know you've been talking about like how many queens are doing like digital bits. My favourite is to see all the queens who could never hold people's attention for four minutes in an actual bar, but all of a sudden with editing an iMovie yeah. can edit together <laughs> something that's quite entertaining. So that's been yeah. fun. It's like it's <laughs> Don't worry, they'll, they'll be back to disappointing once. The, oh uh... my God. <laughs> so tell us, so obviously like you're an Australian girl and yes. you're in London. Is London home now full time or... I have like no idea. You're a um, citizen of the world. Yes. This is where my bed is. Okay. <laughs> like, this is like the one place in the world that this bed is my bed. So, yes. Currently. Um, this is, yeah. Does it feel was... like a home or do you just feel like you're in a short-term rental? Well, it's weird because I moved in here in June last year and mm-hmm. then I went to Australia in December. And I was in Los Angeles, I was in Australia for three months and LA for three months. And I was a bit reluctant to come back here. I was like, it's not even, is it even my home? Is it even like, oh, what am I going to, I'm so lovely here in LA. Like the weather's so lovely. And, Mm. um, and as soon as I got back here, I was like, oh, it's so nice to be home. Yeah. It just felt like home. And I think as well, like the UK is such a different place to australia and the u.s and i just really appreciate like the friendships that i have here and the people here and like there's just a there's something well the uk after living in the u.s for eight years there's something that like makes me feel relieved about being in the uk well it's a nutty place at the moment isn't it like america is yeah. crazy at the yeah. moment and us and uk of course have a, like an infamous like relationship with australia like you know yeah. they have kylie home and away neighbors over the years like so there's a big kinship i suppose between all the convicts that you sent yeah. <laughs> we didn't send them the we UK. were sent we listen were sent. they were your parents it's fine courtney we forgave yeah. them we sent them on their way <laughs> Um, but come here, though, you are there for how long? What's going on while you're, while you're in the UK? Um, I don't know. I mean, the next thing in my calendar is April 2021 for this, this tour that I'm bringing over there to Dublin and all around the UK and Europe. Uh, but I don't actually, I mean, I've been writing a book. Oh, wow. Um, oh, uh... Yeah, which I was meant to be doing now anyway. Okay. But actually, I've done it, which I don't think I would have if... And is it, is it finished? Happened. I've done the first draft and just this week, um, I'm now going back 
on the second draft. But my publisher, I have this, this woman, Lex, who's the most amazing publisher. She's the reason that I chose to go with this publisher, Pantera. Okay. Oh, I'm going to cough. <coughs> oh, it's coughing and it's sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people at home are going to clear yeah. their earphones after all this coughing and sneezing. Um, you're very disciplined, though, so that kind of doesn't surprise me. Like, when when um, ABCD was going on, you were also doing about 500 other different things. And what people yeah. who came to see the show weren't aware of was that you might actually come, do the show, leave, go back to London, have rehearsals for your show, and then arrive to Glasgow the next day and do the next show with the girls. Right. And wow. also, like, you were super disciplined in terms of you couldn't be tired, you couldn't have a drink and, like, party, and you knew that you were going to be, you need to be on top form. So that doesn't surprise me that you've sat and used this time to write a bloody book, girl. Like, that's no surprise. Yeah, Impressive. well, I mean, I yes, I I mean, that time on ABCD, I was, I think I was going back to London to rehearse the Christmas special on Channel 4. Yeah. So, like... It was a pretty big deal. It was pretty... But I've always been very disciplined. If I have to work the next day, I just can't do it to myself because I love being on stage. And I think also when you're a singer, you can't go out and get plonkered and sing the next night. Like It just doesn't work. It takes right. its toll like, um, on the voice. Yeah. Um, but the writing a book in lockdown has actually been a blessing in disguise, I think, because, well, first of all, like none of my friends were saying, come outside and play. Like, yeah. there was nothing going on. So there was no distraction. But then also, like, I had something to do every day when I woke up. Or at least I had something to procrastinate not doing. And can day. I ask, uh, I don't know if this is a little cheeky, but can I ask, have you got a name or title for the book? Oh. I do. Oh. It's called It's All an Act. Oh, oh. very good. Yes, <laughs> I love it. That's fabulous. <laughs> Quick, copyright it now, quickly. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, it's it. And that's, it's perfect time and to do something like that. I think that's very creative and very well used of time. I wish I had thought of doing yeah, something I like that. I definitely thought about doing some writing while we were in lockdown and then I just found 500 other the things that we're not cleaning out my wardrobe to do instead one of them was um, have you cleaned out your wardrobe i have now i have now but then i okay I, then i went on asos and got like far too much new clothes and i need to do it all over again so yeah plus also wait like i mean i'm not sure if you ever remember but in the george we have a dressing room in the bar in the main bar so the whole top mm-hmm. floor is costumes and wigs and hair and me and davina like didn't just do lockdown we honestly Girl, we never worked as hard as we have in our whole life. We did gigs for Dropboxes, Facebooks, all of that, as well as a weekly show. Um, and all of that lives in my tiny apartment at the moment. So, yeah, I had to <laughs> bin a lot of stuff to make room. It's been very intense last couple of weeks. So the nice things are kind of starting yeah. to shift a little. Um, but I remember upstairs at the George, uh, at one of the, I mean, apart Oh, God, I'm always afraid when someone says this. <laughs> no, it was because that's where I met Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. Yes. You did. And she was like... I feel like her assistant came over and was like, excuse me, um, Kristen would like to say hello to you. And I was like, oh, my God, of course. And then she said something about, I don't know, it was a really big compliment. And then we were both, well, I was drunk. I assumed she was drunk. Maybe she doesn't know if she drinks or not. But <laughs> Let's just say she was. <laughs> we were in Ireland, so I just assumed that I was drunk. Um, and she said something about, like, wanting me to play... Um, 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 Glinda in like a version of Wicked, and I'm like, yeah, let's 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 I... make that happen, Kristen. <laughs> I think that's the correct guys. I'm gonna play Glinda. Somebody called Stephen Schwartz. Yeah, the... that's a good casting. Yeah, the funny thing about that was she was upset. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, in the little green room. We call it a green room. It doesn't look like a green room. Well, but, it's uh, green from the years of yeah. like mold on the walls. <laughs> the stories in that room and I came up and Aquaria was actually performing for the after show at the time That's it was right. pre-drag race before she was on drag race yeah, yeah. totally and girl, you know what that I, I was working doing the maths she must have gone on tour with us about a week after they finished filming can you imagine how weird that must have felt she did because I remember talking to her that night in her room where she actually, said absolutely nothing <laughs> but... she, she said absolutely nothing except that she left she didn't have a day off. She left filming and she didn't, she'd like packed up and like got on a plane and flew to, 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 to the UK. Island can I, can I just ask, did, did she say nothing because she was purposely just saying nothing? She didn't want to get caught out or does she just say nothing? In oh general? no, we're just pretending she said nothing. We're just oh, pretending she didn't say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of oh, course. Okay. She did. But um, Kristen was in the, in the green room and I, I do remember it was the last night of the tour and it was really bloody busy um, for the after party. I remember thinking, poor Aquaria has nowhere to get changed um, because all these people are in the green room. So I went up and tried to kick out Kristen Chenoweth not knowing it was Kristen Chenoweth going, yeah. come on you guys, you have, to, you have to leave. And then I was like, oh my God, it's Kristen bloody Chenoweth. But anyway... <laughs> Didn't kick her out, needless to say. Um, come here. Uh, we are both fascinated with yes. your sister, Vanity, for sure. Um, her 10-hour-long Instagram stories. Iconic. <laughs> iconic. iconic. Her, love iconic. Of, her love of Jesus. Um, her similar uh, relationship to alcohol as myself yes, and Davina. Um, but also, we're business gals, too. And you two not only have a friendship, but also a business together. So I'm yeah. just really curious, because I've heard about how everyone has started and gotten into drag. I just want to hear about you and Van- uh, Vanity yeah. how did you meet how the hell did you end up at a wig company and especially with I'm gonna say it the most banging wigs in the world thank you thank you um we met in the year 2000 Vanity was already like the the darling of Sydney drag scene okay. um and she was kind of like a standout because in that era all of the drag queens were sort of like a post Priscilla queen of the desert sort of aesthetic okay um and they were called the beige brigade <laughs> and they because they all wore these beige shoes you had to buy <laughs> like character shoes kind of yes yes but they were like these beige character shoes that you had to buy from like this one shoe shop and they stopped making them in beige so you had to buy them <laughs> white and then you had to buy this one brand of beige to shoes paint the shoes to paint no. the shoes you had you had to wear like satin elbow length gloves you had to wear this the same kind of earring. You had to have, like, black liquid socket. You had to have a black liquid lip line. Um, there was all of these, like, rules of drag. And then Vanity came along, and she was the only one 
she was probably like 10 years or more younger. Like there was no young drag queens. Mm. They were all like of an age. 30. Of an age. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I just remember watching her and thinking that she was just beautiful, which she was and still is. Uh, and I was just enamored by her. And mm. a, a boy that I know, Lucas, he knew her, which it's so funny because like, this was before the internet, really. It was certainly yeah. before social media, before the Kardashians, anything like that. And the drag queens were the, the touchable celebrities. And I was like, so like, oh my God, you know Vanity? <laughs> like, could, you, could you introduce me to her? And so he did. And we, we met at Stonewall. I remember, actually, she remembers meeting me too, but she thought that I was a lesbian. Um <laughs> Because I was like, excuse me, I, I really love your drag. And, you know, whatever I said to her, I don't know. And I had this big yellow puffer jacket. And for the first sort of 10 minutes, she thought that I was a little girl. Um, and we sort of came to know each other, but we weren't instantly best friends by any means. Mm-hmm. And she she put me in drag. My second, my first time in drag was New Year's Eve 2000, 2001. And... It was in Melbourne and I went to like a makeup counter to get my face done, which you would probably have a lot more success at in 2020. <laughs> uh, definitely, in the year especially in Dublin. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Still, every time some makeup artist wants to come at me with their makeup oh, brushes, yeah. I'm always like, and I'm not a makeup artist by any means, but it scares me yeah. what they come at you with. It's true. It's because it's not the same as doing... A, a lady face no yeah. i remember it last uh, year just i said i did let this girl actually attempt and no one's ever touched my face in years mm. and i was just so tired after working all pride i was really exhausted so i just sat down and closed my eyes like let, let her go for it and when i woke up <laughs> <laughs> well, not woke up when i opened my eyes she had lashed loads of yellow eyeshadow onto me i had silver and gold stars plastered all over my face it was a disaster <laughs> but i just didn't care because i was just so exhausted but i fixed oh, it no. but no we got through it in the end but i it was like a lesson to be like she got me on a down day <laughs> yeah, you had, you are, you are she had yeah. not slept. I know no. that full story. She hadn't been to bed. She was just happy no. for anyone to do it except her. Oh. But go on. Sorry, she put you in drag for your like second or yeah, third she, time. She put me in drag the second time. It was like the next day. I flew back to Sydney, and I just wanted to do drag again. And we went out that night together. That day, actually, it was a day party. And Vanity had this rule back then that she'll put you in drag once, and you can either accept that it's the best you'll ever look or you can try it again and forever live in the shadow. Of <laughs> oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's a good yeah. rule. That's actually a real yeah. word to adapt on, to be honest. Now, did she do her best work? Because I think sometimes when queens put, you know, brand new people into drag, they don't want them to look their absolute best. They'll give you, you know, okay work. A quick 15 minute, you know, eye. One pair of lashes. Yeah, one pair of lashes, <laughs> off you go. You think it was good well, work? There was definitely only one pair of lashes. Yeah, well, was, off the um, time, we were lucky to have one pair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was it was decent work, and I had a short wig, and I don't think she was yet quite knowing what was going to happen, which was I would then start doing drag quite poorly. Uh, but because I was the only other young, younger than her, obviously, she's yeah. the oldest. <laughs> um, we were the only two, like, young drag queens on the scene and I was just shit at it like I was no good and she was quite brilliant and people kept coming up to me saying are you excuse me are you vanity fair are you vanity are you and I'm like oh no no I'm not vanity and so I would 
for the first few years of my drag career always be getting confused with vanity, mm. which was quite an insult to her looking <laughs> back because, like, I can show you photos. This is not me being, like, humble or self-deprecating. Like, I I looked rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we became friends. We started, we, we were in a couple of show casts together. We started at arc on a thursday night oh i've been to arc yeah me too yeah Yeah. i actually saw i i've never met vanity but i've seen vanity in arc and it was around mardi gras time and she'd had a few drinks and i was so i really wanted to go over and say hi to her Uh and i just thought now is not the time she was she was (laughs) like you know she was at that point i've i recognized the point that she She crossed over can i say i also saw her in there as well (laughs) and i I also didn't we that we weren't there at the same time we were different trips she was on the floor and i thought no i'm gonna leave her be and (laughs) she looked like she was she was having the time of her life i was so tempted but it's my one life regret that i never approached her That's my sister. I'm sure there'll be more chances. Yeah, Um, like you're definitely the vanity of this uh, friendship, if that makes sense. If anyone's going to be on the floor, it's going to be Davina. Davina, you're the old drunk, is what I'm Absolutely, yeah. I'll take it on the chin for sure. How did that turn into what we, and I remember, I don't know how many years ago this is, Dee, but we were talking about the word Uberaya and like kind of trying to Google it. It It might not have been Google, but like we were going, what is an Uberaya and why is this so gorgeous? I always remember it was when YouTube kind of kicked off. And, you know, when people start uploading drag videos and I just remember seeing um, you guys, do you remember the Devil Wears Drag video? Yeah. From years yeah. ago. And it was like, there wasn't many drag videos up. And then, of course, it was you and Vanity kind of doing the wig line. And that was one of the first times I ever saw or heard the word Uberaya. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it was, it was the, remember you did the ads? Yes, the glam the ads. ads. They were really fun we- and really glam. And you looked amazing. Like, it was, it was fabulous for the time. At that, yeah, that was all going for the on. time, <laughs> for the time. I know we're well, we're old bitches as well, so we're like we've been there before YouTube. <laughs> we well, can we started wigs by vanity because um, we wanted lace front wigs and we couldn't get them. Like we saw them on RuPaul, and we wanted those wigs for ourselves. And and so vanity started wigs by vanity originally. She had another business partner. Um. And she was struggling sort of with the business side of things. Like she's, she's worked in wigs since she was, she didn't, she was an apprentice hairdresser and then started working in a wig store on Oxford street, the individual wig. And she started doing drag. And so she already was the wig whisperer. Yeah. And then wigs by Vandy started, but she didn't know the business side and she asked me because I was good at sort of the the businessy entrepreneurial things, and so I came on, um, sort of as the business kind of half. And the way we started is actually quite genius. I feel like if if it was intentional, like we could like write about it in business books um, because we were like started an early influencer sort of community because we had we had these wigs. We went to China, first of all. We flew to China oh. and we worked with this factory. This is like 2005, maybe. This is before you could buy. This is before we even yeah. bought things online, really. Right, okay. And we started, we had this wig and we brought it back to Sydney and we said to all of the like the top Sydney showgirls, do you want one of these, do you want one of these wigs? And everybody wanted one. And yeah. they're about 350 bucks, I think. And we got 
everybody's money. <laughs> and that's how we paid for our first batch brilliant. of wigs. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. And then the wigs came in and all the top showgirls were wearing our wigs. So then everybody wanted a wig. Yeah. And that we just had, it just sort of took over so quickly. And um, I, I just saw a comment the other day on Facebook of a drag queen, Fuchsia Star, who said, back in the 90s, you would have been laughed out of the Albury in Sydney if you weren't wearing elbow length satin gloves and in the 2000s it's the lace front like yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be taken yeah. serious if you weren't wearing and the lace front. Australian drag queens and, and like maybe I'm being you know you can put me right here seem to have the cleanest lace in the business I'm just gonna put that out there the lace is always <laughs> spotless when I went yeah. to the shows do you remember when you were there yeah, yeah. all the girls hair yeah. was laid gorgeously now maybe yeah. we were just in the right establishments but <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a good I think like um I think what else Sydney queens, especially Australian queens, but especially Sydney queens do is they get their wigs styled, which... So they're kind of good to go, kind of... Yeah, like quite often girls will just like grab a wig out of the bag and plonk it on their head. Mm. Whereas in Sydney, I think they... And I think a lot of that is still to do with vanity because she styles a lot of the wigs for people. It's a hat. Yeah. Well, she's uh, like her style and videos and tips that she gives online are amazing. Like she's so, so talented with wigs. Did, and like, do you, have you, you obviously picked up some tips from her like over the years. Do you style your own or nothing? (laughs) Because your wigs are like incredible. Like they're they're Uh, definitely one of the best, like out there Uh, for sure. Well, thank you. But I attribute none of that to my own skill. Really? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I can... If I have to curl a wig, I, I clean all my own lace and I glue them on and do all of that sort of stuff. But when it comes to styling, I'm just not good at it. I mean, these days, since Big Brother, really, I've been fortunate that if it's something on telly, I usually have someone doing my hair for me. Mm. Um, and you've TV lace as well, don't you? You have that really yeah, fine, the film gorgeous. Lace, that, I mean, it's lovely. terrifying to look at, to be honest, because I think my heavy hands would rip that to shreds in about two minutes. But it's beautiful on TV. It just sits yeah, it's so thinly. So delicate. And it's that thing where like it's so delicate but it, you leave it long because it disintegrates so quickly, but then people are like, Why is your lace an inch long? And I'm like, mm. Well, can you see it? And they're like, No, I can't. And I'm like, right. Okay, good. That's right. what matters. Totally. Come here. I I I don't want to ask who you wanna see on the show, but obviously Australia is about to get its own version of drag race. I'm kinda of more curious because you have done every reality TV show going <laughs> Um, what's kind of the piece of advice that you would give to the girls going into the show? Because they are going to have watched 12 seasons of America, maybe Canada, the UK, um, and Australian drag is very different, like really different. But what would you kind of say to them before stepping into that workroom? I think, I mean, watching Canada's drag race is really interesting because it's the first time, I mean, I've seen clips of drag race Thailand, but... I haven't sat and watched a whole episode because I couldn't understand what they were saying, strangely enough. Um, <laughs> and I'm watching Canada's Drag Race was interesting because it was, it was, it was a bit, it was a weird experience. I thought, like, I liked it, but it was weird to see not because they were Canadian, but because Rue and Michelle weren't there. I guess. Yeah. And it, it was different it was energy. Just, it was totally different energy. And it was, the, but it was all the same sort of format and the same lines, and your brain was sort of like struggling to understand the concept of a franchise, I suppose. Um, but in Australia, so I guess it, I, it depends on whether Rue is there or not. But I would, 
of what it would be like in that respect. But right. I think my advice to the Aussie girls would be to lean into your difference, to like lean into your Australian. When I first arrived in the US, I think I tried to assimilate too much where I I think just in a language sense, it was just hard because they couldn't, to kind Americans of fit in. can't understand what, what people say who aren't American. Mm. It's like fascinating. And so you have to learn <laughs> how to speak like them. It's true. And in their sentence patterns and with their language and... That's one thing I do like about the UK is like people are more accustomed to hearing different accents and Ireland. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's well trained and uh, Ireland. <laughs> that is the, the the warning I try and give everyone the first time they get over here is always please say and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> do oh, not say yes. just the UK. And have you been approached about being involved or about? No, well, okay. So I actually think this is my insider trader, inside trader information. About, I was there doing terms. Okay, so it was 2000, hang on, I'm just trying to get my date. So last year, it was the beginning of last year, they announced Drag Race Australia Mm -hmm. was going to happen. And ITV in Australia were the production company who were doing it. And from what I heard, they put together the budgets and pitched it to the networks, but it didn't get purchased. No, but no network bought it because it was it was too expensive apparently. And so now, usually you buy the license for like six months or a year, mm. and so now the license would have lapsed. So I don't know if Drag Race Australia is being made, oh, which yeah. is the sad thing. Yeah, but yeah. I just think there needs to be some celebration of. Drag. I think so too because we're like we're actually huge Australian drag yeah. fans not just in terms of girls that might be on everyone's radar but like Dallas Della Force is Love. oh my god like she's drag goals like when we oh. saw her over here as part of briefs she performed in the dragon she performed um in Vicar Street yeah. um and what about um, artist is it artist yeah Art Simone yeah, yeah, yeah like amazing, amazing. but like yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just like the talent's uh, da- Dallas. Full stop. To me, is just the epitome of an amazing and bloody queen. And of course, Gina Liano from <laughs> <laughs> you know from Real Housewives of, <laughs> Real Housewives like, of Melbourne. Oh. Gina Liano is actually a very fab drag name. <laughs> yeah, you know when I was in Australia the last time, um, Davina said, "Okay, uh, what I need from you to do is grab me this, this, and this, and Priscilla's, but then I need you to go straight to the perfume shop and only a specific per- perfume shop, which is not a fancy one, Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, Chemist that, Warehouse that yeah. sells Gina's perfumes, and I need you to get me as many different kinds as there are and bring them back." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Real Housewife of Melbourne and the Sydney one was off the hook like just so so nuts so nuts absolutely how do you how does Gina's perfume smell do you um, like it? it's probably gone off by now <laughs> I think it was gone off it was gone off when I opened with. it uh, it was actually quite nice I have to say like I, I, anytime I'd worn it there's two perfumes that always get compliments one of them was Gina Liano's and the other one was Madonna's Truth or Dare Oh yeah. Is, yeah, she's beautiful. I remember yeah. that one. It's a bit intense. Nice. It's a bit. It's slightly old lady, but yeah. I think maybe people comment because I'm such a young, vivacious lady but wearing as, that. As long as a queen contrast. isn't wearing, as long as a queen is not wearing Britney Spears, oh. Curious, I'm I'm happy no. because that's Jesus. Just, that, no. Do you remember for yeah. about three years where that's where we all we wore? Yeah, and now that smell literally makes me I know, feel it's ill. Gross. Yeah. What fragrance do you, do you wear, Courtney? Actually, while we're on it, I. You know what I? Those sort of complex fragrances overwhelm my senses oh. and I get a headache whenever I wear 
perfumes. So the only thing I ever wear is Red Roses by Jo Malone. Oh, very glam. It's very simple, though. It's like it's only got like two smells in it. I think when there's like lots of smells, my brain gets confused and I get a headache. John Malone's beautiful. Yeah, you you know, that screams two things for me. Rich. TV money. (laughs) TV money, ladies and gentlemen. She's well, all those bottles of Gina Liano, you could have bought one <laughs> bottle of something nice. It's but true. no, it's but true. You don't know how long Davina stays in drag for, so yeah. that bottle would go nowhere, it's okay? Yeah. Like, when she's in, she's in, and that's it for a while. Vanity, vanity loves a fragrance. Mm. She loves her, like, white diamonds or yes. passions. I'm definitely she loves the for tailors. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have had a, quite a wild ride of a year as well in terms of, like, Australia, uh, Australian story, which obviously went and reached a whole random sector of people that maybe wouldn't be watching out for in terms of drag programming. Yeah. And also, I feel like it was last year, but maybe it was the year before. Was Eurovision last year that you went for it? For that was it? last year, yeah. And then appearing in Lasseter's in... Um, Neighbours. With which basically we all were raised on yeah. here. Like uh, like you'd race home to get home from school to watch Neighbours on TV. Um, Twice. That's kind of wild. <laughs> like, is there anything you haven't been on at this point? Well, Neighbours was such a, like, it was the same for me, obviously. Like, Neighbours was such a big part of growing up. And the fact that Paul Robinson is still there, first he's of all. He's still kind of hot as well, isn't he? Yeah. Needs like, to be commended. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have, like, a little, uh, like, a daddy crush on Paul Robinson? Kind of. Well, he just, you know, like, back in the day, do you remember when he was married to the twins and everything? And didn't he have, like, a pop That's star right. moment? They yeah. all did. Wait, he wasn't married to both the twins. Just one of oh, them. Oh, just one of them. Well, yeah. you know, they were twins. <laughs> <laughs> Were they on? Were they both? Were they on Neighbours as twins? Yeah, they were. Yeah, there was yeah. Caroline. Gabby? Caroline. Gabby, no, Gabby was. Caroline. She lived across the street. There was Caroline, and then the one that he was married to. Caroline was the kind of sassy one. I think he had an affair with her. Anyway, I think life. so too. I yeah. think you're right. And also, you couldn't be in Neighbours if you weren't going to release a single at no. some point. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely yeah. no. Well, that was the whole point: is that you went on Neighbours so that you could become known in the UK and Ireland, and. Um, and then you could become a pop star like Kylie or Madeleine Brulia or Holly Valance. Yeah. Or, yeah, know, I was definitely yeah. a neighbours girl and not a home and away girl. Oh, I went mm. from both. But then but then if you went into home and away, like so many amazing actors came out of that, like like yeah. Isla Fisher, Melissa George, uh Ryan Quantine, he's a beaut as well. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the Hemsworths on neighbours? Yes. Oh, oh, home and away. Home and away. Oh, they're on home and away. And of course, Alf Stewart. Let's not forget. Speaking of daddy crushes or zaddies, I mean, your own father sports quite an impressive mustache. <laughs> yes. And I have a feeling that people might have slid into your DMs after seeing him being interviewed on that. Uh, but I'm also curious to think to know what they think of, like, your life is far from average, if that makes sense. What do they make of it? Um... I mean, my dad's moustache was definitely a, a hit around the world. He, he, he was the real star of Australia. Dad's moustache was the real star of Australian story. Um, but I don't know. I, um, do you mean in particular in relation to Australian story? Just everything. Just because, like, your feet aren't touching the ground very often. So, like, to parents, that must be kind of wild. Oh, right, to them. Yeah. I mean, they... You know what? I think every every time... I do something like, I don't know, like every time there's something more exciting than the last thing, you, like I tell mom, oh my God, I'm doing this thing. And it's, and they're not, they're like, they live in a, um, in the, in the mountain. They're not like switched onto social media and everything that's going on. 
And so I tell them about like, I'm doing like Celebrity Big Brother and they're like, oh, okay, that's nice, dear. Like they don't, I don't think they quite know what it all means all the time, but that's kind of sweet as well because I just get to cherry pick I, and um, show them the things I that, that I love. I got that vibe when I when I watched the the show. I thought um, they were just so grounded and so like you, you were doing all these amazing things and having all these amazing experiences and, and it was fabulous and, and mind blown. But in the next breath, there was just something so real about their reaction and their kind of relationship. I just thought it was, I just thought, I just thought it was lovely. It was yeah. really, really nice. Yeah, it, I love them. Yeah, it was, it was touching. Dad's looking for. Dad wants to like hit the red carpets. He's changed. He's changed. Can we just confirm <laughs> what height is he? Because drag queens need yeah. um, their red carpet dates to be a certain height. So what height yeah, is no, he? My dad is my height, so that's just not going to work. No, oh, no, 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 definitely not. We'll pass on that. Sorry, Courtney. We won't be taking your dad to a, <laughs> to any red carpets here in Dublin. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, with Big Brother, I remember when you went into it, and I. Uh, like just to be honest I didn't know how you were going to be received normally they kind of root for a sports star from the UK or someone like that and then for you to walk away having won was pretty wild for us as major yeah. Big Brother and fans you walked away with like wasn't it like like 50% of the vote or something like you had yeah. as like la- pretty much a landslide which yeah. was very impressive and it just kind of showed how much culture and you know things had changed I just, I just thought you were amazed when you were honest, and just the way you were kind of so dignified, and the way that you'd handled arguments and other people. You could see you, you would kick off with certain things, you know. Yeah. You, you kept very grounded, especially in that, because I've spoke to people before that have been in Big Brother, and a lot of times people say it's very intense, like mentally. Mm. So how did mm. you kind of keep your cool, you know, um, just normally, and then when those conversations would come up as well? I think a, f- a few things were that. <clears throat> Before going in, I'd heard a rumor that Jermaine Greer was going to be in the uh-huh. house. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had a practice lunch in LA with a friend, Calpurnia. Um, Calpurnia Adams. Very smart. Calpurnia Adams, yeah. Stunning. We're obsessed. Yes. We're obsessed. I, I'm just going to put this out there. When I went to DragCon LA, I was like the only, exi- like I was yeah. literally so excited yeah. when I saw Calpurnia. I was like, oh my God, Davina, I've just saw Calpurnia here. She Stunning. Was, she was one of the first kind of YouTube uh, girls as well that had the, the song Stunning. So yeah, yeah. we were familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know the story about Calpurnia and yes. her? Mm-hmm. And her, yeah. and her lover who was her in the, was the in army, the wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really sad to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a movie I'm going to send you the link. Smart. Yeah, there's a movie. She's a very very smart woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, absolutely. Um, she and I sat down to lunch and I said we role played and she she was Jermaine Greer and I was me. And we sort of just practiced having conversations because I know that Jermaine Greer and Anne Whittacombe are very educated women and, mm. and they're very good at you know their arguments and and, yeah. and what their points are and one of the things that Calpurnia said was that you know you, you're not going to change Jermaine Greer's mind but there are lots of people at home who will be watching the conversation and they'll hear what you have to say as well and so that kind of stuck in my mind so when I was talking to Anne I was always thinking, you know what, I ain't going to change her mind. Mm. But perhaps there are people who are watching who will get to hear more than her side of the story for a change. Mm -hmm. And so I just tried to um, 
just lay so out a focus good on argument. that. Yeah. And also, like, Andrew Brady was a very great distraction. <laughs> yes. Like, for everyone, me, for he, all of us. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm he pretty sure me... Davina follows him on Instagram for one specific reason. Yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> He's in Australia at the moment. Oh, He's been in Australia for the last couple of years, actually. Oh, wow. I, I feel like, and I'm just going to put this out there. Oh, Davina knew that. She was giving me a nod. Um, we've met many Andrew Brady's over, over like, I'm doing drag 16 years. And I'm not... We've uh, had many Brady Bunch moments. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of relationship... It was like, really interesting to see on TV. It was really interesting. And what I really enjoyed about it was... Um, didn't know where it was going to go. You didn't know where it was going to go. But also, he just wasn't necessarily everyone holds back obviously when they know a camera is rolling but he didn't seem to really want to steer the story in a way that he was going to come across away from like to the people at home who were watching do you know that kind of way not nervous about that now personally my feelings are if you had a met in a bar on a random night out got to know him maybe that would be slightly different obviously you were there because i thought that there was there was chemistry real chemistry there do you know what i mean by that yeah, totally. And I think like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't feel that, you know what it was? It was almost like it was my storyline that he was in, mm. whereas traditionally the straight man would be the leader of the narrative kind of thing. And I would be an accessory. Um, like almost whereas, like you were running around after him, where yeah. it was almost kind of felt, didn't feel like that. Yeah, and he was just happy. Like, we were just, we just got on and we had a lovely time, and he didn't feel like his sexuality was threatened mm-hmm. by me, which yeah. I think is yeah. so refreshing. I think that's a very uh, poignant, like, point as well, is because I think that's what can happen sometimes. It's like that, especially with drag queens, it's like you almost sometimes, like, why are you being friends with that drag queen? Mm. There's clearly something going on. Yeah. And that's not mm. always. No. case that even happens with like people that we're dating though do you know the kind of way yeah. we could be dating someone and the reaction that they get are like almost like why are you with that drag queen it doesn't have to be a straight man do you know what i mean like they were almost seen like what are you giving their time they yeah. don't deserve to be around you weird but anyway um yeah i mean did you have the drag curse in dublin we I think so. In Sydney, this was a thing, the yeah, drag I think curse. So. I, like, I used to not tell people that I was a drag queen until maybe the third date. And the reason for that in my mind was I was I just didn't want to be rejected by someone that I didn't even know if I wanted a second date with them. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> so I wanted yeah. to go on that first date, have just a, a real experience with them and not be based around me doing drag. And then, but, but what it got to the point was I was constantly coming out <laughs> over and over mm. again yeah. and it was exhausting. It is exhausting. So it makes you kind of sometimes just go like, what's the point? Why bother? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think that the, the, it's totally changed. It has completely it has. changed. Yeah. Um, and but now it's now it's slightly changed a little bit more, kind of the opposite way. Whereas now sometimes people <laughs> want to go out with you because they want to do drag or they want to, yes. you know. So it, it this scales kind of tip up and down. Oh, so yeah. where's the balance? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've the- got to learn. There's always that thing. I'm sure we've all had it. <clears throat> We're sitting there, you're talking to a cute boy, and you think it's going really well, and then he's like, "So, um, I have to, I have something to ask you." <laughs> you're like, oh. "Yes." He's like. I was just wondering if you could put me in drag sometime. Oh. And you're like, 
<laughs> oh, okay. That's when you Sorry. break the um, arsenic tooth and just... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so that yeah. just drop dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think there's really... There's a couple of questions that I can tell straight away if somebody is interested in me and they are uh, straight identifying or if they are gay identifying and want to do drag and I can tell within about the first three minutes and I run. Or, you I'm know, like, I remember no. somebody said to me once, they were like, oh my God, I love you. And they start chatting and it's real. Mm. And then literally right before the conversation was ended, just put, put their hands on me and said, like, I don't want to fuck you. Just oh, literally, wow. literally just like, but I, w- I was not thinking that. I just thought we were having a pleasant conversation. I, d- yeah. I wasn't thinking about uh, any for Like, I wasn't even really interested. Yeah. But just so I knew my place. Like, he was letting me know my place. Yeah. Do you know kind of way? I was yeah. Like, that was so, nice of him, wasn't so it? So charming. We're actually, we're still kind of friendly today. But like, I'm, I always remember that. Every time I see him. I Who just, is it? I'll tell you later. Oh my god! <laughs> I know he's listening, though. I know he listens to this podcast. Well, if you so. are listening, yeah, you know yeah, who you are, bitch. She doesn't want to fuck you either. But maybe that I day, to, I never wanted to fuck you. Maybe that day she wanted to fuck you in the river, but that's about it. Um, still time. Come here, Courtney. So um, when this goes out, it will be a little bit after. But we have just wrapped up a very intense Pride Month, and me and Davina were only talking about something. And I'm kind of wondering if it's still the same on the opposite side when you're a, a TV queen. We had a lot of different interests from companies that we would never hear from all year round like that wanted maybe us to share little products on our Instagram and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we have and we have niche audiences in our own area that really listen to us that we can put something out and like I shared uh, this back shaver that I got from Amazon for instance and <laughs> wow. I saw that over 400 people went on and clicked that link and like we're buying wow. that back shaver do you know the kind of way so they're very like in tune and listening because we're not like brands trying to push stuff at them but but what I was curious about it I was like this is weird like these companies are gonna go MIA for the rest of the year until next pride is that the same do you feel that like as a influencer as a performer as an entertainer famous drag queen are it does it change in that way or do you always feel that like we're gonna be thought of as oh it's just the drag queen do you know that kind of way um I mean I think around pride because I see it twice a year I have during Sydney Mardi Gras, and I have in Pride Month. Um, I notice that my currency becomes more valuable during those times of year. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that, like, I try and, like, when I get approached by different brands and things and people, like, obviously, you know, there are certain economic realities for many people's lives, but I always look at it and sort of think, like, who is this company? What have they been doing the rest of the year mm. um and for me it's really important to examine what a company represents yeah how they yeah how they advertise and how they treat other minority communities and and what support they've like if i don't know there's like donating 10 percent. like if you've got a high street brand doing like a rainbow collection and they're donating like 10 percent of profits i'm yeah. like i don't know if that's good enough for me right like 10 percent 10% of profits. Profits is what happens when all the expenses have been paid. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that profit off this rainbow collection, just as a hypothetical, is something that you have as additional income because you didn't have it before. So true. And you're only giving 10% of profits to, like, a charity. It, it always seems a bit two-dimensional to me. Mm. But then there's companies who... There's a big bank in Australia, ANZ, who, you know, has been a huge sponsor of the Mighty Graph for over 14 years, like yeah. long before it was cool. And so I did a, I did a thing with them 
last year or the year before that was like really cute and like that I didn't mind because I know that they have a long history of support and they do all the right things but I think you kind of like when these brands sort of are just trying to jump on the bandwagon sometimes you just feel a bit like used yeah. in yeah. a way I just more it's more I slightly take offense that it's 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 just not there's no value put it on on it all year round if that makes sense yeah. do you know what I mean because yeah. there is value in working with different people and you know some of the idiots that they are working with yeah. I'm just going to put that out there I'm like are you for real like this is a no brainer in so many ways but anyway I was just curious whether that yeah. kind of changes when you like work as much as you have on television it kind well, of sounds like, like it's a similar thing there's brands who are like always looking i think i get a bit more access to it but also interestingly like the those if we're talking about like influencers there are like influencer agencies and agents and things like that where like you can get those offers all year round but maybe they only come looking at pride time because it's relevant but there's definitely like those there's like these influencer agencies that um you can just sign up to and they have like all of these deals on there and it depends on how many followers and what reach yeah. you sort of have. Yeah, it was actually like this. I'm going to tell the yeah. short version of it. It was a brand that I approached two months before Pride because we were doing a digital show, which was really successful. We were getting great audiences. And I was like, I, they were trying to push something. And I was like, I think we should be working together right now. And then seven days before Pride, they, they messaged me going, we missed your mail, but actually we should be working. And I was like, yeah, well, that's going in my trash bin straight away. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not interested. See you like, later. Cash in. Um, <clears throat> Come here, I'm kind of good at I'm not going to lie. I had wanted to bring you back to my hometown uh, in 2021. I had loads Aww. of things that I was mentioning Sorry. you for, for lots of different tour ideas that we're working on. But I'm also really excited because I saw your last um, solo show under the covers. It was in the Tivoli Theatre, which we've since lost to another hotel yeah, in Dublin. Shocking. But um, I know that you're going back to the Olympia Theatre in 2021. Tell us. Yeah. Give us the scoop. Give us the tea. Um, <laughs> it's my show that's called Fluid, which I did in Sydney at the Sydney Game Lesbian Mighty Girl earlier this year. And it's just like the next evolution, I suppose, from Under the Covers. It's all original music. Um, and it's just, it's got a live band, which I didn't haven't had before when touring. Is that scary? Um, uh, no, it's exciting. Because okay. I love live music. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If it's the same band, like if it was new musicians in every city, that would yeah. be scary. But it's right. the same people who are touring with you, so they're pretty good at their jobs and dependable. Yeah. And it adds, adds such a an exciting element when you have live music. Like it just adds a whole other layer of energy to mm. the performance. Um, and like, yeah, it's it's I'm I think it's the if I do say so, I think it's like the best thing that I've done. Like when I did it, I was like, this finally all makes sense. It was like. The stories and the songs and everything just wove in together like so well. And I think as well, I was a lot more rehearsed than I than I usually am. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So when is that coming exactly? Uh, it is the 18th, the so 16th of April. Oh, she's got notes. <laughs> she's got notes. I can hear her reading everyone. <laughs> 
um, so it's in the she Olympia so I presume it's yeah. available on Ticketmaster.ie um, and uh, the Olympia by the way because you've obviously done the Olympia before we were there for Heels of Hell one year yeah. is such an iconic Dublin venue like it's beautiful it's got those nice little boots in the sides mm-hmm. it's got the balcony up up above glamorous so some glamorous lady drinks are definitely going to be had while you're in Dublin I know me and Davina are both yes. excited to see your new show um, oh, and uh, I feel like April is a great time to have it even though it sounds so far away like that gives us enough time to sort the to world out do you know to, what I mean yeah, and to climatize it sounds so far away you guys it's gonna fly by though it'll we'll blink but it's it basically either. Christmas it's yeah. July which means it's nearly August mm-hmm. which means it's basically Halloween which means it's almost <laughs> Christmas I like that I like that. I like that thinking forward thinking um come here before you go I want to start doing this I want to get people to give a little shout out to someone that they might not know who's an amazing drag queen who hasn't been on TV and maybe someone specifically Australian would be kind of fabulous okay. if there's like one girl who you're like everyone needs to start paying attention and well, go follow this person apart from Vanity yes and apart from Dallas mm-hmm. um and apart from Gina Liano <laughs> apart from Gina Liano I mean I would say go give Dallas Delaforce a follow because you probably, you might not be following her. Right. And she is just wonderful. She made my Australia f- Aboriginal flag dress. On I knew Drag that. Race. I knew that. Wow. When you walked out in that, I knew she was involved in that because I was like, yeah. that just, it has her, the way she cuts things and sews things, it yeah. hugs the body in such a, like a sexy way. I was like, I felt like yeah, she might Yeah, she's amazing. She's, she's a great makeup artist. She's a great drag queen. She's a great costume designer. And um, so go follow Dallas Delaforce. Uh, Courtney, have you heard of um, Sherilyn, Sherilyn Barnes? Oh yeah. Ah, oh, Sherilyn. Are Barnes. you familiar? Of course, I'm familiar <laughs> with Sherilyn Barnes. <laughs> she's like a mole from Campbelltown, isn't it? Yeah, she <laughs> is just hysterical. Like, because um, I know some of the humor. It's it's very Australian, and some of the like the expressions and stuff that we wouldn't kind of get. But, like, I'm obsessed with Cheryl and I think she's hilarious. I have a question, speaking of expressions that we wouldn't get, because I've heard Victoria say this four times. Come here. Oh, come here. Yeah, she says it all the time. So that's what we say in Ireland. Like people would say, basically, like, come over. And like, you know, if you see someone walking down the street, you say, come here. Like, Uh, you usually say it. If you saw someone like miles across the road, you'd say, come here. Tell us. Come here. Yeah, come here. Um, Also, we haven't talked talked about... um, my, you've talked about Gina, Gina Liano, but I haven't talked about my favorite Irish oh. um, reality television star. Oh my god, and excited! That is Moira Higgins. <gasps> oh, oh, we love Moira. Yeah, I it's Moira. 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 Okay, Maura. sorry, I can't say her name correctly for some reason. But we like... have a drag queen here called Moira Dara, and Victoria always calls her Moira Dara. And <laughs> now you you just call her Mo- yeah. So it's Moira. It's called like, her Moira. Yeah, Moira. It's like a kind of like a like a nanny name, like an old lady name, Moira. I just Maura. can't say it that harsh. Like it's really Moira is so She's harsh. She's from the Midlands. She doesn't get much harsher than that. Yeah, like. <laughs> do, do you know what we are we are fascinated with her i think she made the best reality tv of whatever year that i think it was last year so and 
to see what she's got. Now, she's a makeup range with Inglot that's just mm-hmm. come out, um, which is essentially... Her Anne Summers collection. Yes. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but she definitely does not look Irish. Like, she's very exotic looking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. she's hardly, like, freckled with, like, cabbage hands from, like, work in the fields. Yeah. She... And I think ambitious. I love to see an ambitious girl because, yeah. well, firstly, I'm going to say it, they were both working too hard. Even if the relationship was real or not, her and Curtis... I'm not buying it. No, like, would way, you go away? Like, they we were not come down the last hour. You know, like, they were like booked on the same red carpets, all right. But I think that yeah, is the extent yeah. of the relationship. But they made that relationship last longer than any of the other fake relationships that yeah. were going on. And I was like, that's ambition. Like that is that's ambition. Like I, I like I applaud that. Oh, well, I'm Curtis like... was actually um, my dancer in Under the Covers in London Underbelly last oh. year, right before he went to uh love island oh wow so like we would he was we were doing a a cha-cha-cha and he's so like he's like six foot four he's so and he's just so lovely and just so like a large human which is perfect for absolutely Mm -hmm. bigger Um, the better (laughs) bigger the better um (laughs) <laughs> so did, you just, story did you just gush? <laughs> <laughs> we three of, we've all three of us kind of gushed, literally. Bigger than Adam. Girls, um, if, if there's someone this... bigger than me, I, like, where are they? Because I haven't found them. Yeah. You two I always dainty say, Hagrid, Hagrid from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk about Harry Potter right now, so maybe we'll just steer oh, on yeah. from it's, Hagrid. It's the character, it's the character, that's yes. all. <laughs> uh, I would, to be honest, if I was Curtis's brother AJ, I would be a little bit raging because AJ was where it was all yeah. going on, and then Curtis went on. And well, he's like, trying, he's trying. I've seen on online, he's trying. God love him, but you probably follow him, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is he too short? Well, for you, you know, it's funny. It's yeah, too the, short. Somebody said to me, somebody said to me, um, AJ's brother Curtis, and I was like, AJ's younger brother. And I was like, oh no, that's not going to work. <laughs> like AJ is. I've met AJ in real, had met AJ at that point in real life. And I was like, oh no, he's definitely not going to be tall enough to dance with me. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. He's six foot four. And I'm like, his little brother. And then I met him and I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. AJ is six foot four? Oh no, no, Curtis Curtis is. is Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was thinking AJ is. Can I ask you one thing um, before we go? Um, do you, you, the show you did, the by life. Oh yeah, yes. Um, what did you make of that? Because that was a very kind of like there had never been a show like that before. No. That was so unlike you know MTV. Was it MTV? It was MTV, wasn't mm-hmm. it? it was, and uh, the E channel. Oh, the E channel. Oh, yeah. channel. Yeah, and the um, the concept was just so different. What did you kind of mm-hmm. make of being part of that or your role? I love being a part of it, um, and I loved. I almost feel that like, when was it? It was 2018. In some weird way, I feel like if it came out now, it it was almost like slightly ahead of its time yeah, as yeah. far as like the queer revolution Because the concept, was going on. The concept is amazing. And there is so many like, you know, people in the grey area that like, yeah. you know, date men and women. And it was, I, I, I was, I was drawn to it, of course, but then it just didn't seem to hit the mark i don't know yeah i I agree i I think if that came out now for sure um that would it's just it feels like the right exact time yeah um but also i just hit me sorry to distract Mm. you she was on the same show as jedward didn't you do a show yeah yeah i can't believe we didn't touch about jedward single af yeah single af that was the mtv show that oh okay okay like marnie from Geordie Shore and and that boy band member who she's with now and oh yeah 
But and tell me, were, were they both on that? Yeah, <laughs> both yeah like both Jedward were there. Oh. And you know what? Not even I'm not being funny. I'm not being shady at all. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked on day one when I found out that they're both dating women. Like I had just always assumed well, that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll something. we'll maybe <laughs> we'll leave Put that me there. <laughs> no, you know what? In good spirit, because I definitely I know, and in and in keeping with the name of your show, mm-hmm. like twenty nineteen was definitely a year of me opening my mind in so many yeah. different ways and realizing, God, why am I so attached to a term even for myself? Do you know that kind of way? And that I am, you know, I was more experimental and more enjoying things that I'd never done before and that's a whole other show Davina but um <laughs> but like you know yeah I suppose with Jedward I think there's been a lot of presumptions made but what I will say about them is they're entertaining as hell and they and, make great TV and they're like from anyone that's kind of been around them has always said that they're very nice boys and, and handsome yeah oh like, so, so handsome what did you oh, think? Did you, what? <laughs> She's gushing for Jedward. <laughs> I'm not sure which one, but one of those my favourites. <laughs> Whichever one replies. Uh, Courtney, I think that's it. Yeah. Aww, Thank you so much you. for joining us. I'm, having a little I'm going to send you a picture because during this conversation, I have um, unknowingly, I've just realised I have crafted a pair of, I've, I've crafted a full hand of acrylic nails out of blue tack. Oh my God, Amazing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, a, Courtney. Now. Wait, Victoria hold on. Now. So, are you saying our questions were shit? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm taking... ashamed that I was so enthralled with your questions that I made this lovely hand of nails. She's taking up nail art. Uh, here, I don't yeah. know the exact schedule for fluid, but try and have a day off the next day that we can go for a little beverage after the show. Oh, it will I be agree. absolutely wonderful. I know you're. Uh, you like a bit of cornucopia, isn't it? When you're in Dublin, oh, for... I love a bit of cornucopia. Yeah. You need to bring it to uh, Soiva Vegan Butchers. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, delicious. Yeah. Yes, and I'll come. I'm in Worthing the next day. I go from Dublin on the 16th to Worthing on the 17th, which is near Brighton. I mean, it must be but awful. But actually, being the day booked. before. Okay. I'm in Paris. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll work we'll it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Booked, we'll... blessed, and busy. Come here. Send me a picture of your nails. We'll share it on our yes. pod Instagram at a later point. If they're good. If they're shy, Courtney, I'm not sharing them. I won't offend people <laughs> I with that. i a video already <laughs> to your Instagram. Um, it's always such a pleasure to talk or be around you. You're always one of the warmest, chattiest, and just really lovely girl so we are sending you lots of love to london to your current home not forever home your current (laughs) home thank you for having me on your podcast no thank you for agreeing to do it thanks and make sure you guys check out fluid online tickets will be available on ticketmaster.ie it's coming to the olympia in april 2021 with courtney x lou show with a live band thank you sheila yay
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.